Welcome back to another episode of Sky Pilot Sunday's The Podcast. If you are listening via one of our major distributors, whether it be through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher, Radio Public, or TuneIn, we greatly appreciate you for stumbling upon the show. Make sure to subscribe to what we got going on because we do have a lot more on the way. I continue to sing the praises of our sponsors, Broding Creative Media, of course, Robert Carlton Design Group, and today, Artistic Outlet Media as well for powering this very podcast. Speaking of Artistic Outlet Media, we have none other than the boss man himself, the founder of Artistic Outlet Media, Ife Adonichi, the video dope dealer, as guest one of Sky Pilot Sunday Season 2. Cannot think of a better way to set this thing off. I got a chance to chop it up recently with Ife about the journey of becoming self-made, skillfully and strategically pivoting towards success. Ife and I used to rap together in the hallways of Churchill High School, if you can envision that. Churchill High School stand up one time. We used to envision these long nights together of what success would look like in our lives. And it's been amazing to watch him transition. For anybody that's an aspiring music video director, especially this episode is for you. And uh, I hope you get some value out of it in the same way that I did. Without further ado, this is episode one of Sky Pilot Sunday's season two. Me and Ife talking about the journey of becoming self-made. I hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sky Pilot Sunday's tonight on the show. Very special guest, uh, a personal friend of mine, a day one, uh, somebody that has transitioned from a, a rapper at one point to pivoting eventually into music video directing, um, local entrepreneur, father, all the above. Uh, you might know him as the video dope dealer. I know him as Ife Adeniji. Ife, welcome to the show, brother. How you feeling tonight? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. What's up? What's up? Hey, chilling, man. Chilling. Just setting this off with the uh, the second season opener. I really can't think of a better way to to get this season underway than to have you on the show. I've been wanting to make it happen for a little bit. So thank you for your time, family. All good. All good. So, yo, why don't we just, uh, why don't we set this off? Informing the audience, if you would, maybe just break the audience off on who exactly it is that, that you are, what you would say that you do, and, uh, and maybe list some influences while growing up listening to hip-hop. Um, yeah, man. So, I, I'm Ife, the video dope dealer. I'm a music video director by trade. I shoot music videos. I do some other creative work for, for brands, um, you know, global brands and all sizes alike. I grew up on hip hop, always loved hip hop, still, you know, influenced by hip hop. Um, you know, still a hip hop head, uh, you know, in the hip hop space. You know, hip hop is not complete for me without the visuals that accompany those those classic songs. And, um, you know, a lot of those visuals, you know, were the visuals I watched as a kid and, and, you know, really fell in love with. You know, visuals that were shot by Hype Williams, you know, uh, you know, Dave Myers, you know, just. Um, a bunch of you know legends. Hype Williams definitely comes to mind first. Uh, you know, when when it comes to to listening to hip hop at a young age, can you think of like a, a, an example? Maybe the first time that you remember hearing something that just, uh, or maybe even saw a visual to accompany that audio. You know, that made you just go, "Whoa!" Like that's what I want to do. Yeah, man. Um, first hip hop song that I like really fell in love with that I just thought was like the epitome of hip hop when I heard it was Coolio's "Get This Paradise." Ah, yeah. Love with that song. I was like, wow, that's like amazing. And I was so young when that came out. It was like um, ninety five, right? Ninety 
94 maybe, but I want to say that's 95. Mm-hmm. I was probably like five years old. I don't know, but yeah. uh, it's beautiful. That sounds um, about right. The first video that did it for me really was like, you know, more money, more problems. Like, um, you know, watching that video, you know, Puffy and Mace, more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Like, I remember the scene on the golf course that they had, and you know, like the sets, you know, with like the, you know, the shiny, you know, out that classic. They cool. Yeah, that was that was Hype Williams on the visual as well, I believe, right? I, I think so. It must have been. It was a classic, you know what I mean? Um, and um, I didn't think that's what I wanted to do. I wasn't thinking, you know, like directorially because I was so young. But I remember that, you know, struck uh, a chord in my head, you know, like just visually, you know, and that, my love of music videos. I mean, that made me fall in love with music videos. I wasn't thinking I'd be a director, but it made me fall in love with it for sure. Nine seven. Nine seven on that one, yeah, that's classic. I mean, when you think about music videos, like everybody knows that visual, you know, uh, and for good reason. So that that does not surprise me at all. Um, it's funny that you say Coolio is the first, you know, sonic example of something that just made you fall in love with the genre because it's the same for me. Uh, different song, but it was the Keenan and Kel theme song from uh, by Coolio. That was on Nickelodeon back in the '90s, and um, and hearing that, you know, even at a, such a young age, I was probably three, four years old. I didn't necessarily know. I didn't even know what the word genre was. I just knew that I liked it or I resonated with it, and I knew every word and was jumping up and down on the bed, and had no idea that I would transition into you know songwriting as a rapper years later. But um, all roads lead back to Coolio, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Coolio's the guy. Yes, sir. So when it came to the visuals, right, you're, you're, you're known primarily as a music video director today. Um, do, you, do you recall an experience where you, you kind of realized that directing was, you might say, your calling? And can you tell us about that, that transition? Yeah, um, I think for me, the first video that did it, like that I um, got paid to do that was kind of like, okay, like, we could do this. Um, it was like, there's two videos, you know, like, one of them, the very first one was for a country artist named Nancy Joe, mm-hmm. and they used to pay me like $400 or something like that, like, and, you know, she was this badass country woman, right, Harley, you know, making a song about, like, heartbreak and, like, suicide prevention, and it was just so dope, you know, like, after we executed her video, I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, this is great, mm-hmm. I just got to do this shit, weekend, you know? You, got, you say you got paid to do that on the weekend? Yeah. Right. So, we did her, and then I did another artist called Andrew Worm. Mm-hmm. Eugene and you know shot his video he was so happy and he was the first one to really have a fan base really so after I shot his video you know he put it out on YouTube back then and he got like a thousand views you know like back then you know what I'm saying like so it was like yo that was the first time people saw the work and that was when I remember thinking you know like what I did was important like you know like people appreciated his visuals and were picking them up and I and I you know know that you know that happened because he came to me and i executed what he wanted so i realized our my position at that time and i you know just felt really good about helping someone else get their vision across so that's that was you know really what made my mind up in that direction shout out to ender man that was that for the uh that wasn't for the joker video right that was that was no, earlier on than that 
the DOE video. DOE. Word, man. Shout out to Ender, man. Another local uh, musician. I hope to have him on the on the show here at some point. I think that'd be super dope. That'd be cool to get his perspective on that. And speaking of perspective, bro, with uh, all this coming from coming from you growing up in Lagos, Nigeria, and coming over to America, uh, I mean, did you did you ever foresee any of this as being possible for you, or did you always kind of know, like, I'm I'm destined for greatness? Yeah, man, I always kind of knew. Um, you know, I always feel like I kind of knew. You know, what I'm saying, like, as a child, you know, like that, like something was gonna just pop off. You know, for me, that was just going to be different. Like, I always felt like it was different for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it, but that's, you know, kind of how I always felt. And um, I I just, you know, don't think things are as hard as, you know, they might seem, I guess. And I relish a challenge, and I just, I, I just, I'm self-confident, I guess. Yeah, yeah, man, you always, um, you always kind of set the bar, uh, you know, in Eugene, for me, uh, something that I witnessed, I was lucky enough to, uh, you know, have the opportunity to intern with AOM, your your parent company, Artistic Outlet Media. Um, one thing that I noticed, I observed early on, just being in the studio space, you know, you, you picked up a piece of trash on the ground, right, and you threw this away, and you kind of look to me and, and let me know if I'm willing to do this, what do you think that I expect of everyone else here? And I remember that moment standing out to me as somebody that that was about his business and, and not above doing the, the humble work that it took to even get you there. So this transition from, you know, coming from a, a different country into America on your own, working your way up the pole, um, and 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 just be stepping into the entrepreneur that I know you as today, um, it's been pretty amazing, man, to be a part of the journey and just to witness it. What stands out to you as a highlight in the directing journey thus far? Man, there's so many highlights. Um, you know, I, I guess there's a highlight that I feel every day. You know, every day, you know, the fact that like I get to uh, wake up in a crib that I, you know was able to acquire from my skills and, you know, like, um, you know, my wife is my producer and, you know, like we have an art baby and the fact that we just get to, you know, move at our own pace, you know, compliments of the art, you know, that trips me out every day. But, so that's one, you know, that I never get tired of. But, you know, the first time that I felt like I touched a real lab, man, was when, you know, so many, like when I got my, my, my first studio, you know, my, uh, the building that I still occupy today, you know, 6,000 square feet, downtown Eugene studio, you know, for, for videos after doing it for three years, I was still so young, you know, I got that building, I was thinking to myself, wow, like, you know, we have an office to do this at 23, you know, and I'm like, right, right. you know, we can make this happen, but that's one, you know, getting booked, you know, and traveling out to Texas and working with Bum B, right. working out, you know, in LA with Snoop, or, you know, any of those experiences also have just been crazy. I've been legendary, you know. Um, just with know, the OGs. Right, right. Being on BET, you know, seeing my videos on TV. You right. know, right, too. Hiring, you know, people that I care about, that I love, and being able to pay them or being able to provide, you know, for the ones around me. That's always a blessing, you know, that's always a good feel. So, you know, there's, there's been so many journeys and so many things in, in this in this, in this, in this this journey that have been cool. 
know what I'm saying? And let's head for him. That's for bless man so when it came to you know you 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 breezed over that little jam of you know shout out to the underground king as well bun but you know being able to go out to la um flown out by snoop dogg um you know he flew you out and you you sort of breezed over that but i wanted to make sure that that moment gets some recognition this was the first time that you no, no i got i got i got i got to correct that the tour rep flew me up i got to work with snoop okay but, okay but working with snoop you know like he definitely showed love to me you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and and definitely endorsed me but it's all in the same right because it's like snoop's people they do their vetting they just don't allow anyone in long space so you know the work spoke for itself for sure Right, right, right. So you're saying Snoop didn't just hit you with the text like, "Hey, man, come on, nephew." Like, nah, I'm, man, I'm at the airport right now. No, no, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like, okay, man, with that text, that means we've done a bunch of good things. Well, yeah, you know, we've done a bunch of good things really well. But you know, I sure. just that's going to happen in the next three years. Okay, man, we got that exclusive. If that did happen, man, that's going to be amazing to watch that play out. Um, and you know, and I remember, I remember before the studio space, I remember you having, you know, the, the home office scenario and editing videos in there, you know, on, on, on the laptop and trapping out the apartment and just basically making it work for you, you know? And then, so from you transitioning into having a a media house, by all means, uh, a one-stop shop for creatives, uh, being able to, you know, record a song. Uh, you know, could fly into town. I've witnessed countless artists at this point fly into town, record a song in the studio music space, um, yes. have it mixed up, engineered, all that, you know, and then shoot a visual in the very next room. You know what I mean? It's pretty remarkable, man. So, yeah, there's definitely been some highlights. And you you would say the number one, you, if you had to pick one, just off the top of your head? Yeah, man, definitely working uh, hard enough to, I mean, like you said it, man, you know, when, I mean, you, you know when I was trapping out of the um, apartment. Right. You know, you know, I'll edit the music video, and the client will come watch it. You know, a couple of days later, my music in my living room. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse the laundry. Excuse the laundry. You know. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, in, in the building. R.I.P. Lord Vader. Lord Vader. Um, yeah. Um. So you know, being able to trap so hard in that space, and in a couple of years, be able to get you know a six thousand square foot warehouse spot downtown. You know that we're still working out of today. That you know that you that you described. You know, like artists can fly out, come in, and have recording facilities, shoot there, get their photo shoots done, got get their graphics done, and then move to a visual facility, get shot there. You know, like I mean, we're still we're still trapping out of it. So getting that foundation in place, you know, was and still is one of the biggest you know moments. I walk in there every day and I look at it and I'm like, man, this is mine. You know what I mean? And to have been. You know, being able to do it so young, you know, that was like an investment. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, that's that's still the number one for me because that's 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 home. And that's part of the magic of just being so young, you know, for all the young creatives out there, it's like you should definitely go with whatever thoughts that you feel you can go with without before reality sets in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because some of the some of the things that we did when we were young, like it's so much harder to apply them now. But you know, then again, but if you got a young mindset, you know you're always good, you're always groovy, yo. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. I like that, man. One time for Lord Vader, man. One of the dopest cats you'll ever, you know, ever would have had a chance to come in contact with, man. He was there for many a late night editing session, as I recall. Wait a second. Let me um, let me pour some of this wine on the ground for Vader. 
<laughs> I'll wait. All right, we're good. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, you know, all this, all this from the dream. You know, uh, a young boy from Nigeria. You know, and, and uh, this was all blessings that continued to unfold. You know, to this day, day to day, right? And and on the way up, I'm sure you dealt with some level of adversity. You know, um, can you think of a time where you had to to really learn how to? "Quote unquote," what you might call fail forward and persist. Oh man, bro! You know what I mean? Like we're still doing, that, you know, actively. Mm -hmm. you no, know? um, actively. You know what I mean? Um, and, Speak and, on it. And, and you know, if you're not, if you're not failing, and if you're not learning, if you're not progressing, you know, then you, you know, then you're stagnant. stagnant. Yeah, you're stagnant. You know what I mean? Um, man, many occasions, bro. Like you know, like. Um, you know, you gotta take an L. L is standing for lesson. You know, you always have to learn. Awesome. That's what that's what life is about. To be real with you, the biggest loss I ever took was when I tried to get out of my lane. That was the biggest loss I ever took. You expand I, expand on that a little bit. That's that's interesting. You know, so I, uh, I I'm most comfortable making music videos and um, sharing my visions that I get. You know, inspiration. You know, inward from with my clients and helping them paint their visuals or taking their visuals or their inspiration or their imagination and painting it to the world. You know, I, I'm an artist. I shoot music videos for artists, brands, and companies. That's what I do. And that's where I've been at. And, and it's worked for me. And I try to, you know, offer my ego. I try to go into the nightclub business at one point, you know, um, and I, and I did that, you know, I owned a, the, the, one of the nicest nightclubs in Eugene that served bottle service, the only one to ever do bottle service, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it was cool. Um, but you know, I feel, I feel there because, you know, like simply I just could not put enough me in my film career and my nightclub career, you know what I mean? I just could not, you know what I mean? At the time, you know, I just became a brand new father and, you know, like the nightclub business is not what you really think it is, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's not a wholesome environment. So, um, you know, I definitely had to close it down within nine months of opening it, you know what I'm saying? But we had a good time and we made money, you know, we were closing the black shop and made money. Um, but it just wasn't a wholesome experience. And, you know, I worried about what the perception would be if I had to close it so soon after opening it or, you know, this and that, or the people I was laying down. But, mm. you know, like, as soon as I closed it, man, you know, I learned I learned a lesson. And that lesson is, you know, stay in your fucking lane. You know, don't do not do too much, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, like, know what your spirit feels comfortable doing and not doing. You know, know, you know, where you know, you're, you're, you thrive and, you know, where you don't thrive and all that kind of stuff. And don't ever extend yourself. You know, it's very key not to uh, be eager to do something that is boosted by ego, but not held up, you know, by the reality that you've set. Very true. Very true. You, you, you said a lot there, man. I would say that, you know, my initial take from that is that, you know, I recall these nights uh, at, at Club SS. And yeah, uh, I, I gave a job. Right, right. And it was super lit. Like, on a nightly basis, man. People were coming out. It was always packed out. Um, and I will say that you had, a, I thought, a pretty smart move uh, at hand there in combining your talents with bringing in the visual aspect to shoot the visuals for uh, the marketing side of Club SS. And 
visuals of any club ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm saying it was, and it was lit. It was, it was completely effective. You know what I mean? It, it drew people out. It was consistent in that. You see, this is an example. This is good for the audience too, because you, what you consider that to just be like a failure is still failing forward, right? Like to have nine months under your belt as a club owner, that's still life experience. You know what I mean? And, and, and somehow, in some way, I'm sure you could probably speak to this, that that uh, impacted you for the better as a business owner moving forward in your lane. It made me appreciate what I'd already, what I already have. It made me appreciate, as just to call it media, the company that I sweat so hard to build. And it made me appreciate, like, you know, my, my lane on my pocket. Mm. And, you know, what I did was after I put that behind me, I was able to just really hunker down you know, and focus on my business. So, like, I haven't looked back since. And, you know, it just gave me a clearer vision. You know, because sometimes, man, you know, when something is in your mind, the best thing to do about it is to do it. You know, because if you never do it, you don't know, right? And I always felt like I could, I always felt like I was a popular guy. I always felt like I could bring people out. And I did, you know, not the problem at the club. You know, people had epic nights there like I did. Like, there's too many stories. That's not the problem. Mm -hmm. The, and, and like I said, it wasn't that we didn't make profit. That's not the problem. The problem was it just wasn't a spiritually healthy situation. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. Uh, it wasn't a mentally healthy situation. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I overextended myself. You know what I mean? So it was a choice to close it. You know, people still, are you still going to bring that back or whatever? It's like, nah, I'm doing that. Every time I, every, every, I gotta say, man, every time I ride by, every time I ride by at the old building, I gotta look by, I look, I look over my shoulder when I'm driving by, like, ah, you know, like, I'm almost half expecting to see the lights on, right? Yeah, but, well, uh, me too, it still happens. Yeah. Still, when I'm riding around the city on a night where there's nothing to do, I'm like, man, you know, drive by the old spot, you're like, ah, oh, man, we had that. Lines <laughs> on the corner, of course. But there it is, right? That, that, that feeling, that very feeling that we get to, to take with us when we drive by it a non-existent spot you know and, and still get that good feeling in retrospect of the people that knew what it was yeah but you know yeah. the point I was trying to make is you know I did it and I did it enough to know that it wasn't good sure you know, in, in life you have to do those things you have to answer and satisfy those curiosities for you to know most definitely most definitely like you you know it's facts you said it yourself it's not it, you, you if you never try then you'll never know you know it sounds cliche but it's 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 so true and it's just stepping into action a lot of the times and you know and you you flip some jobs out of that experience too i remember you know people coming in the building and ended up leaving book in a visual for a music video you know the hustle translated you know we thank god mm. like one mm. thing we've never slipped on is having one thing we've never slipped or slapped on is having a a sense of this business, you know what I mean? You know, you said a lot, man. That's a, there's a lot of gems in there. And really, you know, it's being that it's all life experience, um, it's really interesting to hear your take on uh, on just how the club, you know, wasn't for you in the long term, in the, you know, in the macro, but in the micro, it was a lot that you learned from, you know, and was able to persist and fail forward, you know, so to speak. And um, some of the people that I moved with and some of the contacts that I made, I would never made if I wasn't in that position. Exactly. So, <clears throat> so you know, like, everything's for a cause, man, and everything's for a reason, so that's how we move. And you're always in the right place at the right time. You know, if you could go back in time and give some words of wisdom or advice to your younger self, when you were just getting started out, maybe when you just were just, you know, thinking about opening that laptop, some words of wisdom. If you could just go back right now to your younger self, 
uh, and give yourself that advice or, or some wisdom, what would that be? Good job, Mife. You're doing good. Hey. <laughs> Don't stop. Um, no, but seriously, I tell myself, good job, Ife. You're doing good. Don't stop. And most importantly, everything is what you think it is. Keep going. I like that. I like that, bro. So before we close, are there any projects you're currently working on? And uh, and where can the people find more about you and, and your works? Um, yeah, man. Um, you know, I directed by Ife on all my platforms or Video Dope Dealer. VideoDopeDealer.com. And um, as far as projects that I'm working on, I am very excited about my web series, uh, Breaking Down the Dope. Um, we have episodes drop in, you know, monthly. Um, and I uh, always have, you know, updates from projects that I'm working on and class that I'm working on, uh, working with, you know, regularly. So, um, yeah, I just keep going and there's always just something, you know, to uh, tap into to come see, for sure. It's been pretty remarkable being able to uh, executive produce that series breaking down the dope and, and what we've laid down so far is really I know it's on my end has exceeded my expectations um, and I'm excited to see you know what the people think of it moving forward I as we speak I'm wearing the video dope dealer t-shirt so you know make sure you go get that uh, and um, yeah man finally shout out to Yana Selective for you know um, being a merge partner with me and helping me get uh, make sure that you know my gear is situated we really appreciate them no doubt, no doubt. Finally, we like to end each episode of Sky Pilot Sundays, you know, with this question uh, to our guests, and that is, where would you say that you are on your journey to happiness and success? So, you know, when you're watching the movies about the drug dealers, <clears throat> and like, you know, stay like blow a Scarface, and like you're watching the movie, you know when the drug dealers are about to get rich, like when they meet the plug for the first time, or when they find the source for the first time, and that's sweet, like, 80s montage music starts to come in in the background and like it's just the beginning of the wealth like when it's just when they first just got that wealth right that would be where we're at minus the fall say less say less bro i love it i love it i love it well i want to say thank you so much for uh coming through man uh thank you so much to our audience as well for tuning in and listening to this episode i think we got a lot of gems in here that people are going to be able to take with them and hopefully apply to their own experience and uh and step into action and not just think about it you know just go um so thank you so much for your time brother i really appreciate you being on the show tonight and um yeah man let's do this again sometime absolutely thank you very much for having me uh mr ife video dope dealer and um yeah uh rocking with the sky pilots and praise god Thank you all wherever you're listening from, whether on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher, Radio Public, or TuneIn. Leave a five-star rating and a comment. This is how we move up on the music podcast chart so someone just like you can find this podcast. Just out of curiosity, what did Ife say today that impacted you most? Let us know on Instagram, at SkyPilotSundays. If you're looking for more content like this, I encourage you to join our growing community of Sky Pilots by opting in for our email list for updates and beyond. That and every episode can be found right now on SkyPilotSundays.com. Till next time, this is Sky 5 for Sky Pilot Sundays. May the soundtrack to your life lead to love. Thanks for flying with us.